Hello and thank you for listening to episode 138 of 60 Minutes With and the Decade of Decadence show for September 2018, which of course means I get to introduce my regular co-host. He is the man who, despite the change of name, despite the change of format, despite everything else that's gone on, despite six years of having to put up with this from me, and maybe even thinking he might have got away with it. No, he still has to put up with watching really low-budget 80s action movies that I force (laughs) him to watch. It's Tom. (laughs) Hello, and, well, I thought you meant intros. I didn't know we were still doing intros, so I haven't done one. (laughs) And I still have to sit through an intro. No. Yes, but you yes. do. You still have to sit through an intro, mate. You're not getting away with that either. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, in reference to, what you're, to your intro, yes, there is a lot I have to sit through. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will get to in due course. We it, will. <laughs> Hello. I should I, should I inter- even dare to introduce you on 60 Minutes with? Do you need an introduction? This well, is... no, no, I think it's always tra- tradition now, isn't it? From, you know, the, you know, the six years, like say, that there could well be, I hope, lots of 80s Pitch House fans coming across. Um, sorry, not fans. Um, what we, what was it that we used to say? <laughs> it wasn't fans, was it? It wasn't listeners. It was something that was said to one of the guests that we did that I can't quite remember. Um, I'm sure it was complimentary before anyone starts to... <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like shitheads or something. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did used to introduce each other all the time, didn't we? Um, yes. But yeah, that, that will continue. That is one thing that will continue. Okay, like I said, okay. much, Next like, month, much, have a... much like me picking, you know, low budget films oh. that maybe I shouldn't really have picked. But um, yeah, we will we will get onto that. Um, and again, I'm sure for the first, you know, few months shows, there'll be a lot of reference into 80s Picture House. So again, yeah. um, while you've got time, download the 80s Picture House podcast. Yeah, it'll be like a, it'll be like a week when this goes out ish. It will be about a week, yeah. We talked about this on the prologue show, didn't we? Where you know, the final countdown now to uh, to get oh, yeah. get all that stuff. Yeah, Ooh, nice eighties reference there as well, mate. The final countdown. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we did used to start the eighties pitch house with a section called things, uh, where we'd catch up with you know what we'd done. Uh, mm. And then we also gave news. We did have a quiz section. Um, we did for a while have. Two lies, one truth was another thing. Oh we used my to god! Do. It's like, <laughs> we're really digging back now. Um, but yeah, on this one, we're going to stick to uh, maybe we should call it stuff instead of things, because you know, if if there's anything between the two of us we think may be interesting for the listeners to uh, listen to that may not be eighties related. Um, but I know for me on this show, mate, there's I've got I've got no stuff. But I've got I've got a shitload of eighties related stuff that I really want to chat with you about in this first part of the show. Um. Yeah, I've got a couple of bits. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I don't think either would be truly eighties related, but you could tie it in. But mm. um, well, we don't yeah. have to at the start. This this is where we sort of get free reign. Oh, yeah, where no, it doesn't. But have to I don't be. know if you wanted to divide the eighties and the not non eighties, or we could just go balls out and just just let's get a balls out. Because my the, balls the... already out. <laughs> <laughs> You you go for it, mate, with your balls out. That's fine. Yeah, they've been out all day, to be fair. That's so. <laughs> Still nothing changes, does it, you know? <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, yeah. Um, well, my first stuff, <laughs> is, um, obviously, uh, I showed you a shirt just before we went on air. Um, yeah, Bert we went. Reynolds. We cammed each other, didn't we? 
Yes, yeah, so yeah, I've been opening my post just before we start recording. I've been away for a few days and had some posts to her. More posts than I get in a month for some reason I had piled up. But um, Wow. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I got a Burt Reynolds shirt from a post, obviously paying tribute to a man who sadly passed away last week. Mm-hmm. That was a tough one. With all the, you know, you see all these celebrity deaths, but uh, Burt Reynolds, man. I had, mate, here you go, I had more than one person at work the day after it happened, and I'm going into work and talking to people and going, oh, fuck, you know, Burt Reynolds, oh, my God. I had more than one person that went, who's Burt Reynolds? Yeah. Oh, I know. my God. And then it was the old chestnut of, you know, when I said, he, you know, he was, like, huge. You know, the, the 70s were his decade. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't born in the 70s. And it's like, oh, don't... Well, don't neither was me. I, but, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cannonball Run and Smoking the Bandit were ITV staples. Oh, yeah. my childhood. Um, yeah, and it's not as if he had a low-profile, you know, Boogie Nights, if he's in, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. Um but yeah, it's no excuse. But like, you know, I pick work with people who are like, you know, probably like they weren't even born in the eighties, some of them. So like <laughs> that's a pass. But generally everyone I spoke to knew him. So Yeah. Which is nice. But no, just uh, like I've been rewatching some of his uh some of his movies. I, was, I saw a stick last night, which I hadn't actually seen before, which was a right laugh. You know what? I don't that that's, doesn't sound familiar to me, to be honest. That's the one the Elmore Leonard written one, which didn't really end up that way. He direct but almost directed it. It's sort of like uh, he gets out of jail and his friend is killed, revenge, etc. Um, I can't remember the lead actress, but it's it's a laugh. Oh, okay. Yeah, recommended that one. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a sad, a sad loss. And you man. and you watched, didn't you? You watched the last movie star. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm sure you've spoken of this because you 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 mentioned it to me a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. The last movie star about watching it and. Uh, Man, watching it after he died, that was, that was tough. Yeah. It, obviously, it's very biographical, um, or autobiographical, sorry. And, uh, yeah, there were some bits. I was just like, I was just holding back the tears of the, the, the most of it, and especially the last scene. Where I was just like, oh, oh my God. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. No, it's a really good film. I think it, obviously, I, I think it was quite a, a generic plot, but obviously the more you like Burt Reynolds, the more you get out of it, I think. Definitely, so. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, really, yeah, really enjoyed that. So cheers for reminding me about its existence. No problem. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm going to carry on watching some Burt in the uh, coming weeks. Um, the next one is a film recommendation. It had a sort of 80, it sort of reminded me a bit of films like Robocop, Terminator, that sort of vibe. Um, and I forgot what it's called. <laughs> no, it's back, it's back. It's called Upgrade. Oh, yes. Yeah, I really want to watch this one. Yeah, it, you can watch it if okay. you want. It's available, is it? Yeah. yeah um, okay. It was actually showing at Fright Fest, which I went to Fright Fest this year on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I think it was on the Friday or the Saturday. Uh, it's not really a horror film, but it's... Um, yeah, I've, I knew it was available, but luckily my Odeon got it. I was holding out just in case my Odeon... Because sometimes I get weird shit for a week, so and they did. And yeah, it's really good. Oh, nice! Yeah, the, the the little clips that I've seen does sort of yeah. pique my interest. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think you'll get a lot out of it. I think you enjoy um, that. Lay one or um, we did like some some bizarre films, and I think you did that, was it Death Sentence with something like that. But um, yeah, it's really good. Mm, good. So uh, 
Yeah, check out upgrade. Will do. That was it. That was it. That was my things. Stuff. That was my stuff. Sorry, not my things. Stuff. Yes, we're on to stuff now, not things. <laughs> this is going to take some remembering for a few episodes, isn't it? This sort of like changeover. Um, well, I've got eighties eighties related stuff, mate. I want to start on television. Um, okay. September the twenty fourth in America, the TV show Magnum PI begins. Oh God, they're, they're sticking with this. They are sticking with this. They are. It's Jay Hernandez as um, Thomas Magnum, and sort of in the age that we live now, obviously Higgins is played by a woman. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer. Yeah. You know, like, what? Well, it's not going to ha- work, is it? Well, I don't, I don't know. The thing that there's there's a lot of things about it, you know, and we've sort of we've griped at eighties re- related reboots and remakes over the years on eighties Picture House, didn't we? And some yeah, so, some have been so good. Many, so many of the TV ones just don't. MacGyver, Knight Rider. Yeah. There's just two off the top of my head. Like they just. Why? Yeah, why Why do it if... What is wrong with this generation that you just can't go and watch Tom Selleck as Magnum? And it could, yeah, Because it like, was really good. Why not just American, watch that? Like, American TV, you know, it's in pretty good shape, you know, with, like, there's a lot of quality programmes on there. Why feel, you know, just come up with something new? I'm sure there've been, you know, sure there's some ideas out there for new shows, yeah. you know, that they can do. Give them a chance. Yeah. And it's you know it's oh I don't know it's 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 society that we live in now isn't it it's like you know okay putting a woman as Higgins fair enough you know I've got nothing against that but is it because the the role dictated that or is it because they think society needs that now it's just, I think it's probably because they feel like they have to like well, oh yeah we better, yeah you know, it's obviously Magnum PI with like Rick and TC and Higgins and obviously Magnum himself. Like a predominantly male cast, it was a weekly woman who like Magnum shagged and helped out, <laughs> helped out of danger. That's pretty much what it was. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But now, obviously, like I don't know, someone might bring up, oh, where's you know, where's so yeah. I think it's they just felt as if they yeah. had to, and it's not like a particularly forward-thinking thing. It's just like, oh, we better put a woman in it, and that's it. It is, yeah, sort of thing, which is just. Pfft, yeah, that's the, yeah, that is the trouble now. It's like you know, with Henry Cavill is is now not going to play Superman, and I'm thinking, well, are they going to pick you know like a, a black gay one legged woman with autism? Well, they're talking about I've oh, <laughs> just well, to, no, yeah, like, just to cover all bases, just to, so nobody gets offended because it seems well, now it's just like so many people get offended if, if oh, yeah, you know, like, every I, box I isn't that, ticked. But, you know, like we shouldn't be you know like we shouldn't even be having this sort of discussion like oh should it be a you know like women should just be getting roles and it not mattering and definitely people yeah. should just be getting roles and not yeah, mattering. of course and disability yeah. should. like it's ridiculous that it's 2018 we're still like oh it's, you know they've like people are probably getting huffy about higgins being a woman and it's just like that's the least of the problems with it and i'm gonna be high i'd be like is. at least it's a woman you know the main cast but it should be more and but yeah yeah. But um, yeah, as you go, yeah, the, the rumor about Superman that was battering around today uh, was Michael B. Jordan. I was like, I saw someone on Twitter say, you know, it's got to a point where just fucking do it. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain by doing a black Superman. Yeah, why not? Because yeah. that's had so much damage done to it. Like, oh, no one's yeah. ever going to do- top Christopher Reeve. So why don't you just go outside of a box and go do yeah. anything? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Like you said, Christopher Reeve is. Yeah. But is that because, you know, 
he's our Superman. I don't know. You got the you know the next generation now growing up, and I don't know. Is that In the reason why all these reboots and and um, thingy Superman Return, Brandon Ralph and Dean Cain. <laughs> Yeah, technically Dean Kane was my Superman, but Christopher Reeves are better. Come on. <laughs> anyway, your Superman's George Reeves. I think you got the names mixed up. Yeah, what? Now I'll give you that then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Magnum PI. Yeah. Okay. It's something like when we will listen back to this in a year, be like, oh yeah, I remember when they did that, and it lasted four episodes or whatever. It yeah, was. yeah, and then nobody watched it, and then that was it, and finished. Um, yeah. And then the day a day later on September the twenty fifth. Um, and Chris mentioned this on the on the last uh, entertainment show. Season three of Lethal Weapon starts, and of course the big yeah, that thing has kept up, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Of course, like you know, and Chris said about Clayne Crawford as you know has been fired from the role of Riggs. Um, oh, has he? He has, yeah. After two seasons on it, and then so for season three, Sean Nobody. William Scott Stifler, oh Stifler himself, is being introduced to the series as Martin Riggs' brother. Oh God. So, and I did, I watched, um, I think I watched about the first three episodes of it. And what I saw, I really enjoyed, I've got to admit, you know, I will at some point go back to it. And Chris raves about it, he really likes it. But again, it's just like, can't you come up with something new? Because the next thing I want to talk about, which is television, and 80s related, is new. It's still got, you know, it harks back to the 80s, but it's new, but it's not relying on, on you know, established 80s brands like Magnum and Lethal Weapon. It's just like, oh, my God, go back go back and watch the Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> but I don't know. That that could just be us getting a little bit older, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Because the new one, obviously, and I know we've both seen this, and I want to make this clear from the beginning, um, whenever... We we start talking about wrestling for again any anybody that didn't ah. listen to Eighties Picture House. Tom's the big wrestling fan. I have got no interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> but thanks to Tom, I started watching this in series one, and I know we have both watched season two of Glow. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was amazing! I loved it. I've loved both series, mate. Really hooked on it. Really hooked on it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it but i just think and i've spoken to a lot of people about this especially season two it would benefit so much if the episodes were 40 minutes to an hour because yeah the cat like i love the characters but sometimes their stories like oh shit we haven't given britannia anything to do britannica's yeah. anything to do and it's just like it, the storylines come out of nowhere and are dropped as quickly when when they've served their purpose and it's it's just like um, just make these episodes longer, and flesh out the characters. So yeah, I'd, I'd be all for that, mate. Definitely. Because the the glaring one, the really bad one, the doozy of it was at the end of season two. Spoilers incoming. Was when um, what's his face, professed his love to Britannica. Oh God, yeah. And I was just like, wasn't he gay? <laughs> That's what I thought. But it's just like it's just like these character like development. Like if you gave the you know these are good characters. If you gave them more time, imagine you know like how good it would be. Like I've I've, I've watched um, the new season of Orange Is the New Black um, afterwards, and like these are you know fifty minute episodes, and all the characters are complete. All the new characters are all fleshed out and had you know you knew about you knew what they're doing. It, nothing seemed to crop out of the blue. So that's my one quibble with Glow. Was obviously the rest is great, but. 
Yeah, the episodes yeah. are now uh, a bit too short. Yeah, definitely agree with that one, mate. But um, yeah, but episode eight, the uh, the actual episode of Glow, how good was that? Oh, that's incredible. Where they do it does go with them like you're watching an episode of the TV show. Yeah. It's yeah. really really good. Yeah, yeah, they did that really well. Yeah, yeah really enjoyed that. But yeah, Glow uh, recommended, but make it longer. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, that does me with my eighties related TV stuff. Um, I don't know if Not you've TV. got anything like that, but remember the days when you didn't watch TV. I know it, it again. I've mentioned this before on these shows, mate. It's you that got me into uh, Netflix and Amazon and streaming television that I, I, I sort of like <laughs> was dead against for so long, but could not do without now. So yeah, I, I blame you for uh, <laughs> the monthly debit on my bank accounts for Netflix and Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, eighties related movie stuff, mate. Now, again, and like I said, you know, we are definitely for the first few episodes, there's going to be lots of references to 80s Picture House. On 80s Picture House, mate, remember when The Tomb was first mentioned, which then went on to become Escape Plan. Yes. Well, Escape Plan 2 is out. Um, and a lot of people may not know this, but Escape Plan 2, uh, colon Hades... Um, also underwent a lot of name changes. Um, originally called Escape Plan 2, colon, Bag of Shite. <laughs> um, then that was changed to Escape Plan 2, colon, Poo Emoji, uh, which was changed to Escape Plan 2, colon, oh, for fuck's sake, they made number three at the same time as well. Uh, Escape Plan 2, colon, colon. Colon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Escape Plan 2, colon, Sly is just a narrator for most of it, is another one that it was called. <laughs> oh, mate, now I know we've both seen this and... Yes, this is something else I had to watch on your... Yeah, I said, please pest. watch this, but be warned, it's not very good. I I honestly think of... And it pains me to it pains me to think that I've got to buy this fucking film to complete my Stallone collection. It's out Monday. Oh. Where um, the British fleet is just called Escape Plan Two. You know what happened? And again, eighties pitch house listeners will know this with with um, Expendables Three. I refused to buy it. It's like the only film Stallone film that came out of the cinema that I watched only once. I always go to see them multiple times, and yeah. then I refused to buy the Blu-ray. And you bought it for me. Um, oh, I did, didn't I? Sorry. You did, yeah, you did. And I watched as soon as I, as soon as it came, I watched the documentary on it. I still haven't seen the film a second time <laughs> since. I remember sitting there at the cinema, going, "Oh my god, this is so shit! It is so shit." Escape Plan Two: colon, um, Bag of Shite is is for me the worst film that slides in, mate. I detested it. I absolutely detested it. Because because Escape Plan was good. It was the first wasn't the first time that Sly and Arnie were in a film because that was Expendables. Yeah, but it was the first proper. You know, the, the yeah, the, pro- yeah, co-headlining exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it was and it was good for that. If nothing else, it was good. For, oh, actually, it was a good film. Escape Plan Two. Oh my God, it is. There's no good redeeming features about it. The story's shit. Um, it's completely missold on the poster and the cover with Stallone and Dave Bautista on it. Um, 
the CG effects in it. Are, oh my god, it's like some like second year student did it on on their out of date laptop. Uh, no, no. What did you think when you watched it, mate? Well, it was just like mainly like who are these people? Why should I care about these people? I've never seen like in anything before. Not that that's a you know that should be held against them, but like. Why should I care about these people? Oh, they're like, yeah, they work for Stallone. Mm. Uh, who cares? I don't care that they're in this place. I don't care. That's like, and like Batiste, Dave Batista's in it as well. Obviously, he's been quite uh, vocal in the news lately about the whole James Gunn Marvel thing. So he's got quite a high profile. And he's in it even less than Stallone. <laughs> the film had one good scene, and that was a bar scene with Stallone and Batista kicking ass. Yeah, that was it. That yeah. was it. Like that elevated. Like I, if it's a, if the film's bad, like I give it like the old one star. I don't give it like half a star or zero stars. It's one star sort of shit. So I elevate it to one and a half because it had one redeeming feature for me <laughs> that bar scene, which did leave me wanting more. And um, yeah, like and then and by the time it gets to like old Stallone's in there, like as you know, a prison as well. Like don't care, just don't care. No, and they made another one. I was like, God. How little will he be in that one? It's like we'll have to listen, watch these these absolute chuds that I've got no interest in <laughs> get locked up again. This is, and I swore, didn't I, that I would not buy uh, Expendables three until it dropped below a fiver. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like I said, you bought it for me. Thank you. Escape Plan two, mate. It's got to be a pound before I buy this fucker. But... I don't think you'll be waiting too long. I don't. <laughs> Probably won't. <laughs> it's acts of one of those sort of films, like, like we got it in at work, and the DVD is seven quid, which is your usual sort of base entry price for those sort of things. Um, seven quid. It's not like a big release. So, yes, I've had Blu-ray seven quid as well. That's it, yeah. So, yeah. No, if, it's um, starting at seven. Oh, my God. If any listeners see Escape Plan 2 um, for a pound on Blu-ray, uh, let me know via email. Honestly, like, it'll be... It'll be... <laughs> Within a month or two, it'll be a five on Blu-ray, and then you'll just be able to go into CEX and get it for yeah. a quid or two. Definitely. Be that quick. By Christmas, you'll be able to get it for a quid or two. <laughs> well, Can't wait for the sequel. You'll make me watch a fucking sequel as well. I'll... Of course I will. <laughs> surely, talk about it. surely it can't be any worse. Please, don't that be is any true. Worse. That is also that's almost like it's almost like a hook. <laughs> watch the next one. It can't get any worse, can it? That's it. Escape Plan Three colon. At least it's better than Escape Plan Two. Escape Plan Four. Sorry about that. <laughs> or the, the, the Blu-ray. The uh, sorry about that cut. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I saw people complaining about like how long Stallone was in it for. So it was like, oh, it was like fifteen minutes. But in its defence, at least it was spread out. You know, you never yeah. went that long without seeing him or hearing him more accurately. But yeah, it was mostly hearing him, wasn't it? It was just like yeah, it's, he's yeah. like. He's not the clearest speaker, so didn't really could do that. Not unless he's getting older and he smokes more cigars. His mm. voice is getting deeper and more like growly, and it's just even I'm going. What did he say? <laughs> oh, oh. Do you have Do you have anything else about Stallone you want to bring up? I might have to mention Rambo Five that Sly's been putting lots of videos really? on Instagram of him training, aged seventy two. Well, good on him, but. The thing, right, okay, so the thing is, when Rocky Balboa and John Rambo came out, 
2006, 2008, if I remember rightly. Um, you know, and he's in his early 60s. And people are yeah. going, for fuck's sake. And he knocked it out of the park with both of them. Fair yes. play. With both of those, absolutely fucking brilliant films. And and you go in, you know, and he's done this throughout his career. You know, it's it's that whole Rocky thing. You think he's knocked down and he gets up and he swings a punch and he's back in action again. But really? 72 and Rambo? Now, my main thing with this, mate, is it's got to be R-rated because the last one was so violent. And I remember watching it for the first time in the cinema and going, oh, my fucking God, this is just, like, brutal. He would, yeah. You know, it was car even though it was CG blood that we've talked about before and it's not our favourite and that sometimes the effects were a little bit dodgy and we'd prefer, like, proper squibs, even despite that, it was like I was not expecting it to be anywhere near this good. Um no. And yes, it's going with the long-muted Mexican cartel story. How, how exciting and original. <sighs> Bit generic again. The thing is, like, I don't care about his age or anything like that, but the way Rambo, or John Rambo, ended, that's how it should stay. Yes, totally uh, he agree. Home, he was home. I think we've got, we've probably spoken about this when we've talked about the space alien version of Rambo that, might, that was going to happen. Oh, or whatever God, yeah. Like, whatever it was, he's like the ending. He, he finally, you know, mentally and physically was home. Yes. The end. Yeah. No, no, let's just have some Mexican drug cartel shit that's literally. <sighs> like, there's, there's like narcos and the. Um, oh, what's the films of Josh Brolin and Emily Blunt? And, oh, what's it? That there's been the sequel this oh, year, the, Sicario, Sicario, and yeah. all there's so much of it. There's so many like that's like you look on Netflix. There's so many shows like that. Yeah, there's so many films like that. Why flood the market with Rambo doing it? Yeah, and I'm hoping you know, once again, is going to defy my expectations. And, and yeah, let's let's hope we get proved wrong. Let's hope. Let's hope. The cinema that'll be a cinema job, Rambo. You know. Oh God, yeah. De oh my God, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We should we we should do it together. We should maybe plan ahead and do it together and do a post Rambo podcast. <laughs> yeah, rage dump. Yes. It'll, yeah. Well, let's hope it's not that, but we uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as far as stuff goes, that's me done. I know you've got a little bit more though, haven't you? No. Or oh, do I? Or have I forgotten something? I don't know. Have you seen a certain film that might relate to our rewatch? Oh, I was going to sort of splice it in, but um, yeah, actually, because I'm not going to go into spoilers because you've not seen it. Um, mm. I am fresh from having seen The Predator. Right. Okay. Yes. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Predator Two. Yes. Uh, honestly, this is obviously this is like well the 2D day of release. So, and, you know, not a lot of people have seen it by the weekend and stuff, so I'm not obviously going to spoil it. Yeah. But um, I overall enjoyed it. Oh, okay. I would say a three and a half because... Oh, my God. Because I think the final act meandered a little bit, but it's an absolute Shane Black film, and it's, like, in tone of uh, the brotherhood of lads, basically, that are in it, and the dialogue, but the why they bounce off each other and stuff like that. I think it's closer in tone to the original Predator, but it references Predator and Predator Two. There's got a, there's a couple of references to Predator Two. I was just like, yes, nice. <laughs> um, 
so no um yeah i really enjoyed it yeah, the end the last act was a bit messy but still yeah really good oh well that's good because i've got to admit um and again you know we both know and listeners know about my rules of of trailers i only watch trailer um well i don't watch trailers for something that i know 100 percent i'm going to watch and I didn't know 100% I wanted to watch this, mate. So I, I watched the first trailer and it it did nothing for me. Even considering it's a Shane Black film, which yeah. is, you know, he's normally like, fuck me, I need to watch this. Um, and then I've read stuff to do with it and it's it's got so many mixed reviews. Of, yeah, know, has got, yeah, I was oh, looking yeah. at reviews. But the, 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 positive, the more positive reviews were mentioning the stuff I liked, you know, like it's you know loads of foul language it's really gory it's like some of it you're just like this is pushing the 18 like this and um Ooh. upgrade which i mentioned earlier um really pushing the 15 certificate as far as you can go obviously in america it's, it's r r is r but obviously we have that slight you know but it really does push the 18 rating quite a bit the 15 rating sorry quite a bit uh predator um i take it, I, it, it it is like CG blood and all this kind of stuff is it? I saw one instance was definitely squibs. Oh, that, mostly, well, that's good. Yeah. But mostly, yeah. But like, there's a lot of like limbs being chopped off and stuff. Yeah. There was one really good practical. Again, there's there's some really good practical effects in it, um, which are quite cool. Um, but yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. So, uh, but yeah, some people didn't. But it's definitely a shame. Like I've said before, if no one else can do a a predator film than Shane Black, then no one else can do it. But uh yeah, I think he's pulled it off and he's left it open for more, I think. So Oh well that's yeah. good to hear, you yeah. know. And um Fred Decker, uh Monster Squad, etc. fame, co wrote it with him. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Because when I saw, you yeah. know, that those two are writing it, it's just like, well that, that's a really good writing team to begin. Yeah. Yeah, like if no one else can do it get this right yeah. them to no one else is gonna but yeah I'd be interested to see how it does box office wise. It's definitely like, open for more. So whether he'd end up doing him or not, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it was good. Okay, you may just have swung it, mate, from me being not asked at all. To I just might go and watch it at the cinema now. No, no, you should check it out. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. It's very funny as well. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah, the shit they like the the army grunts that come out with, you know, they're all sort of been discharged and they're just on their way to prison basically when they all get caught up in it like you see all in the trailer end up the stuff they come out with is l- literally laugh out loud funny three or four times it's like loud belly laughs for me so okay yeah really good oh nice one in that sense oh, that's ah. good to hear them yeah yeah right have we uh is that are we all stuffed up stuffed up oh <laughs> um, are we stuffed to the brim or uh, have you got a little bit more for up. me no no i'm uh that's it. <laughs> okay, then. I, I shall go no further with the double entendres. Shall we move on, then? Um, because, of course, in these shows, um, like, hopefully, you listen to the prologue show, we're going to do a first watch and a rewatch. Yes. Talk about two movies. Uh, and we're going to start with, because we're going to start with the first, we're going to start with the first watch, which was my pick from 19... Don't you dare give that derogatory snort, Tom. It was from 1983 and was Endgame. Bronx Lotta Finale, because it's Italian, and that did obviously sound Italian. The Italian Man Who Went to Malta. 
One a day I'm going to Malta to big a hotel. In the morning I go down to eat a breakfast. I tell the waitress I want two pieces of toast. She brings me only one piece. I tell her I want two pieces. She say go to the toilet. I say you no understand. I want to do piss on my plate. She say you better no piss on the plate, you son of a bitch. I don't even know the lady and she call me a son of a bitch. Later, I go to eat at the bigger restaurant. The waitress brings me a spoon and a knife, but no fork. I tell her I want the fork. She tell me everyone want a fork. I tell her you no understand, I want a fork on the table. She say you better not fork on the table, you son of a bitch. So I go back to my room in a hotel, and there is no sheets on the bed. Call the manager and tell him I want a sheet. He tell me to go to the toilet. I say, you don't understand. I want a sheet on my bed. He say, you better not sheet on my bed, you son of a bitch. I go to the checkout and the man at the desk say, peace on you. I say, peace on you too, you son of a bitch. I'm going back to Italia. So, my pick. The uh, first watch for both of us, mate. Mm, I laugh. Give the game away. Yeah, that's kind of giving it away. Uh, but what the hell? Um, hey, I might find it was so, such a powerful. But you know, I've never watched Requiem for a Dream again. <laughs> Doesn't mean it was a bad film. Exactly, it could have blown you <laughs> away. You cannot face watching this again because of you know you you know everything that's on screen, the emotions that it gave you, um, the bowel movements maybe that it gave you. <laughs> Um, yeah, the way... Oh, it's okay. We haven't discussed this, like, off-air. Um, but the way that I'm going to approach our first watch movies, with my picks, anyway, is I'm going to read out the IMDb score, the IMDb synopsis, sort of elaborate on that little bit, and then sort of pick the meat off the bones, either good or bad, of the narrative of it. Um, <laughs> the narrative of it yes because it's very involved and, and intricate um and it is a 5.3 as we record on imdb and wow. uh, <laughs> can you believe that uh, mm. and the synopsis is short uh, a telepathic mutant recruits a post world war three tv game show warrior to lead her band of mutants to safety okay yeah so it is it's so it's a mixture of a few games there's so many sort of post-apocalyptic mad max style um nihilistic movies and crossed with the running man in a way as well which this is it's it's more or less it's it's a gang of fighters on a TV game show that fight each other for money, is it? It's not for fame. Is I it, don't is it really money? say. It's never really explained, is it? Why they continually... And they swap places. Some of the hunted... Well, one's always the hunted. The others are the hunters. But then they swap. But it's never really explained of why they swap or how they swap or what they get out of being the hunter or the hunted. Get out of it. <laughs> because you could fucking die. Why would you? Why would you do this like multiple times? Um, and they and they do that, and then the main sort of um, huntee, um, Ron Shannon, 
because uh, he, he's he's sort of been hunted many times and and not been caught well not been fucking killed because that's what happens when you're caught you're killed um and then this this group of hunters led by the main man kurt karnak who is george eastman the great george eastman let's get it right um but so they're on this tv show that's that's filmed and broadcast live so hunters versus hunty the hunty gets a little bit of a start there's mutants in this futuristic world yes and then whoever sort of wins gets so many points and moves on and can choose to be the hunter or the hunty again but in this storyline ron shannon befriends the gang of mutants and helps them to escape the city that's yeah. that's sort of the you know that's the story in a nutshell really isn't it but like i said let's let's pick some meat off this um end game bone um i was pleased to see that the troma logo and music began which was nice and not surprising that troma picked it up no no not really it's it's their sort of thing and it's four three and it's video quality i think we yeah, did mention like... didn't we in in the um in the prologue show that it's on amazon prime yeah we're watching this on amazon prime it's like a 10th gen vhs rip (laughs) (laughs) where they get this shit from i don't know it is there's no there's no no work being done on this whatsoever um and it begins so there's these sort of like nazi ss soldiers that are hunting like the mutants down i know we'll get onto the ss theme a little bit later on but one of them says like that they've got this high tech equipment and they're searching you know in this like abandoned factory place and they go um, oh there doesn't seem to be any mutants here right and then right in front of the frame hiding behind a concrete pillar no more than 2 feet away is a mutant and they're there with this high tech equipment going oh there's no mutants here and then mere seconds later as if to go fuck me mate your equipment's really shit a really disfigured mutant run past them (laughs) of which they shoot so there's two mutants in the area of which their equipment does not pick up how about that for a start well you know technology you know it's always temperamental yeah it's probably first gen of the new technology needed sort of ironing out a little bit yeah um the tv reporter that does the game show that they're on is oh it may as well be called mr exposition because that's all he does he just spews out the storyline all the way through doesn't he yeah yeah that's his purpose yeah explain what's going on and then this ron shannon like we said he's seven times champion 22 times hunter so again i don't know how that works out so he's he's you know the big cheese in all of this and you see him get out of the shittiest caravan that there is you'd think he'd be in a bit more luxury than some grotty caravan and it's yeah well hmm. well, that's basically where they go on that's basically where, like, I guess that was that caravan, those trailers, was, that trailer they were in was just basically the trailer they had for the cast. <laughs> it was, though, wasn't it? It was, definitely. That was like, you know, the, they were just cutting costs and using whatever production they had and using and that. Like, this post-apocalyptic thing with it, it was a bit like, 
It's, it's, it's post-apocalyptic or World War Three, wasn't it? It was one of the two. Yeah. And it's barren wastelands, but like, they've still got a gym. Urban, <laughs> like karate aces, like the ninjas. It's like, it's like they've got gyms and a bar still. It's like yeah. it can't have been that bad. No, World War Three isn't that bad, is it? No, it's, so yeah, just so everyone knows, when it comes, it's not that bad. Yeah. You might end up, you know, being a mutant. You might end up running a gym. It might, it's uh, yeah. And you can 50, still 50. you can still take the Life Plus High Energy tablet that keeps being advertised all the way through it. Yeah, I thought yeah, they were trying that sort of like oh you know media you know like Running Man did all this better. Yeah, a film, uh, not a book. Um, later on, I don't honestly think for a moment they were they saw Endgame and were like oh, there's something here. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Running Man did the whole media control over people thing better than this life plus thing they were sort of referencing a little bit yeah but um you know like, I, I think yeah, that was more just oh everything's got adverts but i don't know if that was even the point or they just put it in for something silly <laughs> yeah it's probably just like to pad out the running time i think and yeah. then th- then they've got like i said at the beginning like you know the the whatever the the police force or the army is at the time which is called Security Services, which obviously you know has the initials SS. Oh um, yeah, I didn't. Oh, wow, that must do, that one got past me. Yeah, it was there. The SS logo, much like you know, oh, very subtle. And then, so we we get this um, the the female mutant that comes up to Ron Shannon, who tries to enlist his help to escape the mutants' escape, and she's a mutant. And she's been tasked with asking him for help. And the first line she says to him is, Are you Shannon? Did they tell her what he looked like? Or is she just taking a guess on anybody that walks past and going, Are you Shannon? You'll get you killed. <laughs> it could be. No. You want to be SS? <laughs> it could be. It's like they didn't pick the sharpest tool in the box, did they then? If that's going to be your first question. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have time for any of this guessing. Yeah, that was it. Just, you know, whoever you come across, just say, are you Shannon? Um, so we've got three main hunters that hunt in Shannon. Oh, mate, I don't know about you, but for fuck's sake, these are the most shittiest fights. I thought, well, at least there's going to be some good fight scenes. The first fight is um, it's a knife versus a fucking huge machete. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, and it's just filmed, and it's so boring. The second fight, and this was hilarious. So, right, so Shannon's just finished. Um, he's beat somebody with a who's got a huge machete. Shannon's got a little farty knife. Okay, fair play. Shannon's rock hard. So then, all of a sudden, Shannon walks into frame and is holding a pistol. Where did he get that from? Because I don't know. Then the second, you know, the second bad guy, the second hunter, somersaults into view, <laughs> going, aha! He's holding a machine gun, but he doesn't bother just shooting Shannon. He could have just shot him with a machine gun as he walked past. But he thought, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll hold on to this machine gun. I'll somersault, scream really loudly, and try to kick him in the face, of which he fails to do so and this fight it's just them kicking each other 
because they both drop their guns and they're just it's like a kicking contest which is a little bit bizarre and this is kicking in the contest is even less interesting than that description <laughs> We're only twenty minutes in. Two oh of the my God. two of the hunters are dead already. Wish I was dead at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so then, immediately, you've got George Eastman appearing as Kurt Carnack, You know, the final third, the top hunter, who's you mm-hmm. know is the favourite to kill Shannon, and he's he's about. <laughs> He's that about little, little noise he just made. <laughs> Scruntled. <laughs> he's about twenty feet away, with a gun. Shannon doesn't know he's there. There's nothing in between them. He's got a clear shot, and he fires off a lot of shots, and he misses every time. And he's supposed to be the top hunter, and he can't shoot for shit it's fucking awful <laughs> shooting I'm going how can he miss how did he get this gig as like you know the top hunter um yeah. <laughs> yeah so shannon beats him but um but lets him live doesn't kill him which may come yeah back. at this point i was thinking like well i know 90 minutes hasn't passed but it feels like 90 minutes has passed but i know it hasn't. <laughs> it's like less than half an hour <laughs> So then Mutant Woman comes back on the scene, her that was asking, are you Shannon, to everybody? So she can she can communicate telepathically with everybody. So for the first time, she communicates telepathically with Shannon. Are you Shannon, she says. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Why didn't she just say it telepathically? You know, like... Yeah. I don't know. But so she she talks to him in his mind... And then he thinks back to her. He doesn't talk to her. He thinks back to her. Are you a mutant? Oh, for fuck's sake, mate! You're thinking to somebody. No, you're going mad. <laughs> <laughs> this is voices in your head. Do you do you really need to ask? Are you a mutant? Because she's talking to you telepathically. You fucking thick shit. <laughs> So then he's going, so so he's like, oh, no, this is still before the big fight um, mm. with Kurt Karnak. So now Shannon's got up high. He's on this high ledge, and he's he's thinking telepathically to the mutant lady. Um, I can't see him. I can't see him. Tell me, when, tell me when to strike. Tell me when to strike because I can't see him. Karnak walks immediately, immediately below him. Why can't he see him? He's walking underneath him. It's bright daylight. There's no obstructions. Why can't you see him? Any ideas, mate? None. None. <laughs> I was questioning a lot at this point, not just that. There's the, the big fight is now again because, like, obviously Shannon's still got the knife. Karnak's got a, an axe this time, not a big machete, an axe. It is one of, again, the most boring fights <laughs> ever. We've had three fights now versus Hunter versus Hunty, and they have all been shit. They're so <laughs> badly choreographed. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? Um, another thing I noticed is the future still has huge VHS video cameras while they're filming. Yep. Which was interesting. Um 
Who can forget the scene where a half-man, half-fish rapes a woman? What was that? (laughs) Exactly, mates. Please tell me, what was that? Yeah, and she she wasn't, like, she was trying to keep him away by not, by thinking, that. oh, yeah, everything's fine, you know, to what's-his-face. And, oh, what is this film? thinking telepathically to him while she's being raped by half man half fish yeah no like yeah no i'm fine yeah everything's okay it's all right yeah, yeah. i'm just it's just uh, it's just this isn't the x-men is it <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a man encased in concrete with just his hands and his head sticking out of it pleading to be killed quickly because he's in Fuck pain up. he's in pain i felt jealous of him at this point <laughs> because you thought Lucky bastard! I was encased in concrete, and the end was near. (laughs) So he's pleading to be killed, and then like um, Kurt Carnac goes to kill him, and this is supposed to be killing him, you know, with a bit of mercy. He just slowly twists his head, doesn't snap his neck quickly or anything, just like. Yeah, just gently turn, 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 anti-clockwise, and you'll die eventually. And yeah, you're screaming and you're in a lot of pain, but I'm doing you a favour, mate. Making it quick is not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not his in you know not in his uh, wheelhouse. It's not his end game. It's not. Oh, nice. One plus, mate. Eight is explosions. There's two cars that do collide into each other, which do give a huge classic eight is explosion. Yeah, Which that's how car, that's how these things work. Yeah, um, there's a battle with blind monks. Oh yeah, I thought they were ninjas, but oh no, they were monks, weren't they? They were monks. Yeah. Ninjas. I don't know. I don't know. They just sort of disappeared. Somewhere. They stayed at the gym where it was nice and comfortable. And they had all the mud cons. <laughs> so why go into a post-apocalyptic wasteland? We've got vending machines in sky. <laughs> yes, let's just stay here. We can do this. Fucking hell. Oh, and then the ending with Shannon and Karnak. Please tell me that, you know, whoever filmed this watched uh, Rocky 3 and went, you know what? We'll copy the end of Rocky 3, where they lay into each other and stop. And you think, fuck, who won? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe if there had been a painting of them both at the end, possibly. But... <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been good. Yeah, that would have that would have been a plus point. Like, all right, fair enough. That was completely out of a blue Rocky Free reference, but yeah, but yeah, that, that's what I thought when it ended. I thought, yeah, they fucking copied Rocky Three, but um... so I know why you picked this film, Dave. Go on then. I'm assuming you picked it because of a poster. The poster looks amazing. It's just one of these, and like I've had a Prime a while now, and we've been around. We've had a few film nights around Andrews. Where we've gone on Prime and we've looked at all of these amazing film posters. Like, wow, look at that. 1983, 1976. And And my God, it's just like, it's like people, like guys with small dicks and fast cars. It's compensating (laughs) for the utter shit. And it's not just bad. It's like, it'd be great if it was just bad. It's just these films, not all of them, but these films, they're just boring. It's really. (laughs) really boring <laughs> and you think like you're going to see like that I was like nothing can beat you know be bad if you've got a post like this it can and I'll do it again and you'll do it again we'll all do it again we'll see another <laughs> awesome poster and be just like yes 
I choose this film and then 90 minutes later we're like oh fuck (laughs) did it to ourselves yeah unfortunately so I guess well again anybody that listened to 80s Picture House we have ditched the thumbs we've put them to one side Um, so for the first watch our criteria is going to be is it worth a rewatch absolutely you cannot hold back tom go on do it absolutely not the only way i'd watch this again like i'm not going to remember this film in a, like six months the only way i'd watch this again if i like went through amazon was just like oh that looks good <laughs> <laughs> but then hopefully i'd remember i'd seen it but yeah don't watch it it's not worth a rewatch it's not worth a first watch you know what mate i'm gonna <laughs> totally agree with you um yeah, for a first watch, it it's there's no way it's going to get a rewatch, and yeah, I double agree that we shouldn't have even watched it for the first time. I'm sorry, but would you expect anything less from me to begin these shows? No, to be fair, no. And uh, did did we have anyone comment about this film? We didn't know, but if anybody wants to from listening to this episode, just <laughs> just just email us or or you know tweeters or do you think anybody after listeners listening to us talk about it is going to go you know what i need to watch endgame on amazon no i think we've uh spared people yeah we've we've saved you um was it 98 minutes there you go <sighs> yeah god take yeah. it off your watch list yeah go and do something worthwhile with that 98 minutes of your life that we've just saved you yes yes most definitely yeah Okay, so let's move forward to the rewatch, which of course was your choice, mate. Yes. I guess you're wondering what we're doing here in these barbecue outfits. Well, it's easy. We're going in after another world life force from another galaxy that has a self-defense mechanism that we don't understand. It's intangible to this time and space. It's actually from the theory of relativity and from the theory of quantum mechanics. Take those properties, and equalize them, and you have the quantum theory of gravity, which is the discussion of how this universe started and how it will end. The Predator knows that information already. It is our job and our objective to go capture the Predator, sit him down, have a talk with him, find out why he does what he does, how he does what he does, and where he gets the weaponry and the defense mechanisms he uses in order to obtain his goal. And that is our goal. If we don't achieve that goal, we will be turned into vapor clouds made of small pink particles known on Earth as blood. Right, as you heard, rewatches and a first for us, Dave. We watch a film out of the 80s. Yes, yeah. Bloody hell, this gives us a little bit more freedom, doesn't it? Leaving the decade of the 80s far in the rearview mirror. This film came out in 1990. <laughs> the 80s were just a, a faded memory by then. Yeah, and, uh, well, November 1990, so, like, I suppose some of it could have been filmed in 1989, but, um, yeah. anyway, the reason this was picked was is it was a link to the 80s, because it is Predator 2, mm-hmm. and, um, obviously the sequel to the 80s, 1987 classic, Predator. Yeah. So, um, I have a very soft spot for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's much maligned. Yeah. Um, and underrated, and it's got one of my favourite casts of all. <laughs> <laughs> all casts it's an awesome cast mate it really is, is. Like, 
allow me allow me a moment you got Danny Glover um, Gary Busey Ruben Blades Maria Conchita Alonso Bill Paxton Robert Darby Adam Baldwin even like stuff with people like Kent McCord and uh, Calvin Lockhart just good grief yeah can't go wrong with that no it's just and it's just like the Predator comes to LA and it's hot I think we are talking about um, earlier in the week you messaged me and said oh Tina's doesn't can't remember if she's seen it or not and um, we were saying about the story and the story is it's hot isn't it <laughs> it's hot yeah then we watched it and then like Tina's watched it before but couldn't remember a thing about it so she was watching it going oh my god oh my god I can't remember that um, but I you know I've watched it multiple times as I'm sure you know you have yes yourself because it is like you said it's it's much maligned a sequel and i think it's because it's following on the tale of an 80s classic and not only an 80s classic an arnie classic you know what i mean and it's you know and arnie's not in it and it's it it took a lot of shit because of those two reasons and yeah and it's like it's not the starriest cast because this isn't a time when Danny Glover, like, well, I don't think has there been a time when you could sell a movie just on Danny Glover. Yeah. You know, it's always, you know, he's a partner of Gibson and like, and the rest of the cast, your Buseys, your Baldwins, like Robert Darby, he's always the side characters. Yeah. In, yeah. Like Arnie films and Stallone. But that's why I love it because it's like, it's like they've got their own movie. It is though, isn't it? Yeah, it like is, Pat, yeah. you know, like actors have all just got together, all the side characters who are like the scene stealers from all these Arnie and Stallone <laughs> films, all these days. They've got together and they've got their own film, and it's great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so, and they're having a fucking good time doing it. Yep. So um, I'll give it the old IMDb score, which is a six point three. Um, and the synopsis, your sentence synopsis is: Amidst a territorial gang war in 1997, a sophisticated alien hunter stalks citizens of Los Angeles, and the only man between him and his prey is veteran LAPD officer Lieutenant Mike Harrigan. Isn't it great? I love stuff like this. You know, when, when we're watching like old movies, and they're going into the future of 1997, <laughs> and yeah, now we yeah. can look back on it. Oh yeah, like that. This is what they thought 1997 would be like. But it's funny because, like, um, this isn't. Should I say this about the, the new one? Um, Go on. If you really don't want to hear anything about the new film because you haven't seen it yet, just plug your ears for ten seconds. <laughs> they they say in the new one that the, oh, the Predator's been here before in 1987 and 1997. Ah, nice. Which okay. I thought was really cool. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. That's what 1997 was like. That's good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, yeah, I like the sort of futuristic, you know, this was 1990, this, they're like, okay, what's it going to be like in seven yeah. years? Um, it wasn't like this in 1997. It wasn't, no, no. But um, it's very hot, that's the, uh, that's the main takeaway from it. It's hot. Well, yeah, they it's were sort of, got, even then they were predicting uh, climate change, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And, um I watched this. This is my first time watching Predator on Blu-ray in HD. Mm, uh, me too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you could every bead of sweat on Danny Glover's <laughs> Tina did mention um, Danny Glover's slacks. How impressive his slacks <laughs> oh, his were! His trousers are so high. <laughs> high waisted Predator Two colon high waisted slacks. <laughs> it should yeah, have been good. Just... 
those trousers were so high and like you're saying about like their view of like everyone had 1990 haircuts and oh, 1989 yeah. haircuts mullets and yeah you know just like yeah nothing has changed really <laughs> obviously impossible to predict what yeah. what the fashions are going to be in 1997 but uh i was just looking actually like it came out in november end of november 1990 november uh 1990 say that again just <laughs> i don't know why i said it twice um they didn't come out of the UK till May of the next year, back way into nineteen ninety one. Wow. Wait, six months. God, that just doesn't happen nowadays, does it? Not well. Not for not for big films. I remember that when it was like it come out in the cinema and then it would be like a year before it came out on VHS. Yeah. But uh oh, yeah. Um I don't know how to run through this because it's like Predator Two. Well, this is the thing. I think this is the way we've got to approach the the the, the rewatch movies. Is we don't even need to pick, you know, the proverbial meat off the bone because no. because we've watched it so many times. And surely, listeners, come on, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Predator Two, <laughs> yeah, I think especially come with, on, yeah, especially with films like this because um, obviously we already know what we're going to be talking about in October. Yeah. Like, I think for a rewatch film there, I think we'll pick a bit more meat off the bones, like you yeah. said, because yeah. I haven't seen it in such a long time. But mm. like this... Something like if, this, yeah. But the, I watch this, God, yearly, if not more, yeah. like Predator 2. It's one of the go-to films. Like, yeah, yeah, the Predator. If I don't want to watch Predator, I'll watch Predator 2. Um, but, it's yeah, like, it's just like, you can't... I think films like, you know, your classics, you know, are classics... Oh, they are, yeah. And I think, you know, like we said before, um, you know, it's unfairly maligned um, because of the reasons that we've you know, we said before. But I, a few things that I picked up on, I really loved the very first shot of what you think, is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an aerial shot of, and you think, oh, you're in the jungle. Because, of course, you know, it's, you think it's going to carry on from Predator and you're still going to be in the jungle. And it goes trees, trees, trees and pans up and, oh, yeah. there's L.A. And I think that was a, a absolutely amazing first shot just to sort of go from the first film to the second film was the way, you know, that they did that yeah. was really good. Um, little things again where they tease stuff. And I know we both watched some extras on the Blu-ray and that where you've got... Um, the alien skull in the in the predator spaceship and it's only brief you only see it briefly yeah. but it's a really nice little touch that you think it gives you a clue that the predators have not just been visiting here on earth they've been like going all over the you know the the galaxy the universe and just killing and collecting trophies everywhere and it's uh, the way that it finishes when they give Danny Glover the old um pistol from the 1700s you know, yeah. they've been doing this for hundreds of years. You know, they've they've constantly been travelling through time and space and, and collecting the trophies and the skulls, etc. Was really good. Um, oh God, other stuff in it. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a little bit corny. Um, and Stephen Hopkins himself, the director, says uh, on the extras that if he was to direct it today it changed stuff fair enough i think every director that ever made a film would say that anyway um but yeah it's just yeah it's just it's unfortunate how much shit it gets really because of the film that it followed yeah which is a bit of a pain Definitely, yeah it's such a big big shoes to fill yeah 
Um, but it's like Bill Paxton in it alone. Come on. Oh, and you think like you know he's he's not the one that's gone now. And when you watch, you know, again yeah. when you watch it, it's the first time I've watched this since he's died, and you're thinking, "Fuck," you know, he's not. You're not going to see him in anything else now. You you know, you've only got these performances as great as they are that you've got to look back at him now. And he is, he's so good in this. He is so good in it. Yeah, and like obviously Gary Busey is like Gary Busey in it. <laughs> he's amazing in it. And there's and just the like extra. I just love like these sort of films because there's so much talking about asses. <laughs> Like and shoving things up our asses. It's my, it's my ass. I beat your ass. It's like literally, Diddy's are like he. He said something like, "I'm gonna uh, snap off your dick and shove it up your ass and stuff like that." Like, <laughs> just don't get that sort of dot. Well, oh. do a bit in the new Predator one actually. Yeah. So that definitely harkens back to the sort of dialogue you uh yeah. in these sort of films. Oh, okay, but um, but yeah, we... and like it was interesting. Like Morton Downey Jr.'s in it as well. Yeah, yeah. As the um, sleazy, the, oh uh, god, yeah, reporter, which isn't a too far stretch of the sort of how he was with his chat shows. Yeah. Have you ever seen that documentary about him, the uh, Avocateur? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, that's really good. Um, like sort of like his like history of him, but uh, yeah, him, him being in that was a bit of its time, definitely, yeah. and uh, odd. But no, it's just it's such a good cast, and it's just like it's just an easy watch. It's it's just like, as I say, I think the main reason I like it is just like it's, it's for the, the B, well not the B listers, but like they're all little get together to uh, make their own film. So, yeah, it's like with Busey as well, isn't it? You know, if you get the Blu-ray or the, presume these are on the DVD as well with the extras, he's so fucking bonkers. The stories he tells on set and everything, it's just like you're yeah. transfixed with him. And um, and like Stephen Hopkins going on about one of the scenes where the helicopter lands in the middle of LA and he's saying, well, if we tried to do that today, that they couldn't do it. They could not land a helicopter in the middle of LA today. Oh, God, and no. when they did that, and there's a scene with Danny Glover and the Predator at the top of a building and Danny Glover's character has got vertigo, and he's sort of lying there, and he's clinging on, and the Predator's hanging. Um, and the Predator, like he does in the first film, you know, sets off the thing on his arm where it's going to explode, yeah. and Danny Glover reaches over, and he grabs this uh, weapon and slices the Predator's arm um, off, um, and the Predator falls, which today, it'd be CG. They wouldn't do... They yeah, did this... Yeah. They did this practical. It's on one of the extras of the Blu-ray, which I never knew about until I watched, you know, this the other week. And they got a one-armed stuntman because the Predator's arm had been snapped off, obviously. And yes, he did fall off a very high building attached to a wire. Yeah, granted. But still, that would be done in CG now. So you've got Danny Glover harnessed to the top of a really big building with a one-armed stuntman dressed as a predator falling down a fucking huge building. That would just not happen nowadays, and it looks no. so much better for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was reading a bit about, like, what it went up against, like, when it came out, because obviously it came out, like, in November, end of November 1990, so holiday season. Oh, go on. The films that it was behind, like it, it made eight million dollars in its opening weekend, but like it was behind. They check these three out to be what a shitty, like not the films are shit, but just like timing wise. Dances with Wolves, mm -hmm. Three Men and a Little Lady, Home Alone. 
Bloody yeah, hell. That's, that's, a, that's three tough films, popular, popular films to go up against. I'm not saying they were out the same day, but they had already been out or were coming out and, pfft, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Mm. But um, but it's just it's just so underrated and, like... It is, yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I love it. I just love it. It's like, I, I obviously, I still think Predator's the best. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. But, um... Predator 2 is great. Um, I've got real. I do have a bit of a viewer. What you call it? Um, viewer. I've been try viewing. <laughs> um, there's a man who we may remember who contributed some of these for our last foray into podcasting. It's oh. the Tazzy T's Ben Wyatt. Oh, go on. So um, I just rewatched the three Predator movies in a day. Bloody um, hell, that's some viewing. Um, Predator is definitely my favourite. Wow. Sure, when you put Arnie next to Danny Glover, it's easy to pick Arnie, but I never think of the original as an Arnie movie. The Predator is the star of that movie for me. Um, onto the sequel, though. I prefer the city environment over the jungle, and so much is added to the Predator mythology, like you were saying, with them having visited Earth for hundreds of years, and the weaponry such as a Razonet, Smart Disc, Combi Stick, and even the Predator making his medicine out of mirror and plaster. Part two is... Far better paced and is entertaining throughout, whereas the original was really good until Arnie covers himself in mud and the movie calls to a stop, Ben says. Mm. Predators, obviously that's the third one, yeah. uh, is is the opposite, because in my opinion it drags on and on until the third act, and as soon as Lawrence Fishburne's character is off, spoilers I guess, it, it becomes really <laughs> fun with Walking Goggins, shivering a predator, then having a spinal column ripped out while still alive, a sword duel on a high grass, a predator versus super predator fight. Topher Grace being against Stafford with a neck and Alien and Brody's takedown of a super predator. Let's just forget about Alien versus Predator movie. So, have you seen Predators? Uh, yes, I have. I can't remember any of it except at the end they do the Little Richard song over the end credits. Yeah, I can hardly remember much about it myself. Yeah, as as stated, uh, the Predator is doesn't it disregards Predators, but yeah, I've got no recollection of. I saw it at the cinema, but. Can't remember it. I think mm. I will remember the Predator, whereas Predator's name. So, well, that says a lot, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, cheers for sending that in bed. Yeah, nice. So yeah, he elected not to watch Endgame. <laughs> well done, Ben. <laughs> you you have ninety eight minutes of your life to do yeah, a lot have... a lot more than watching that. That's yeah. for sure. So what else can we say about Predator 2? Is there anything else to say rather than just no, pictures no. of it? How much, how much we love it? We, yeah, and you know, it's it is like you said. I think the 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 main thing. I mean, you pointed it out is you know much maligned because it's unfairly compared to the original, which you know, as we both said, is the better film. But having said that, this is a great sequel. It really is. Yeah, yeah, really is. If you've always been a bit like. Oh well, you know, Predator. What's the point? You know, I'm not going to watch a sequel. Let's really do check it out because it's yeah. a lot of fun, as Ben said and as Dave said. It adds more to the mythology. You know, you're in the ship and all of that. You know, it's just what you know it's what you'd want a sequel to do. Yeah. But like, I keep bringing up the Predator, but like much like the Predator takes that further and there's more stuff and um and hope you know if they do more films that you know. And not drift off into this alien versus predator shite that um, happened. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, 
yeah, it's a uh, no, it's a lot of fun. And if you like all these guys like Paxton and Beauty and Glover and <laughs> Robert Darby and Adam Baldwin, they're all just there. Yeah. We should say as well, because in the prologue show, we were talking about all about the interview shows that we did. Robert Darby twice we so close to interviewing him yes, he, he agreed yeah. to come on the show uh, yeah. numerous times and we were so close twice to recording an actual show with him and as does happen quite often in podcasting shit happens and it it didn't make you know maybe sometime in the future it might it might do but we got so close twice to having a chat with robert darvey which would have yeah, been amazing would, mate wouldn't it yeah there would have been so yeah the three main topics of conversation would have been bond raw deal <laughs> predator too yeah that would have been it <laughs> then the rest because oh yeah because yeah, he has a singing career now doesn't he he, he does of, yeah yeah and a very successful yeah yeah indeed career. indeed yeah, so yeah. um yeah but yeah yeah that was close but uh yeah who knows maybe in a future uh Decade of Decadence interview show, mate. You never know. Oh, you never know. You never know. Mm, you never know. You never know. So much as we, um, like we said, we ditched the thumbs, and with the first watch, we rated it. Is it worth a rewatch? On the rewatch shows, we're going to rate it. Was it worth a rewatch? I think we've answered that already, really, haven't we? <laughs> because, uh, yeah, for me, mate, definitely. I've rewatched it fucking loads of times, and will continue to do so. Yep, yeah, it was worth the same rewatch. It is always worth. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, so this is where we get to uh, declare our first watch and rewatch movies for the October show. So yes. people have time to watch them. And if they want to email us, tweet us their views on it, we'll read them out on the show, of course, and we'll have a chat about it. Uh, so the first watch, it's your turn to pick the first watch, mate. So Yeah, so this is um, a film that we'd, uh, we haven't both never watched before, and, you know, keeping out his link. This film was released this year. <laughs> and it's from the people that brought us Turbo Kid. Oh, great movie, yeah, great movie. And as, as it's October, I thought horror. Yes. Um, so we are going to watch uh, the new film from Francois Simard, Anouk Wazel, and Johan Carl Wazel, Summer of 84. Well, there's the 80s link right in the title, mate. Yeah, it's set in the 80s. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, the newest film we'll have ever talked about. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Brand new release. This showed at Fright Fest as well, yet again, a day that I wasn't there, but... Um, yeah, I, I heard good things. So, yeah, nice. Summer of 84. Oh, nice one. First watch. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Don't I, I honestly don't know a bloody thing about it, so that'll be interesting. Well, if it's anything as good as Turbo Kid. We, we oh, yeah, yeah, treat. definitely. Uh, so, yeah, it's my rewatch pick, and I'm staying in the 80s because my rewatch pick is from 1987. Um, and because it's October, I'm staying like you, mate, in the in the horror genre. I haven't seen this in such a long time that I can barely remember anything about it. Apart from I really enjoyed watching it. I think I've seen it two or three times, probably to be honest. And I remember each time watching it, I enjoyed it. So am I going to enjoy it as much on another rewatch all these years later? Well, you'll find out because we're going to watch. Angel Heart. Back mm. when Mickey Rourke had his own face. 
<laughs> that, that could have been a whole other film. That could have been. He already it? got face off, so I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Face on. He's still got his face on. Mm. Yeah, now that's a film I've only watched uh, a couple of times, and it's been, as I said, when I was. We we're talking about Predator 2. Um, yeah, it's not something I've seen for a long time, so yeah, yeah. really interesting to uh, watch that. Yeah, me too. I'm really interested. Again, because I, I really can't remember a lot about it, so, you know, this. This is why I picked it as a rewatch. Mm, mm. Interesting. So yeah, that'd be an interesting uh, special horror-related yes uh, episode o- next month. Yes, an October episode. Um, and again, where we don't have the pressure like we talked about in the prologue show of the infamous eighties <laughs> pumpkin house when we had to, to spend the that that Halloween just like going, oh my god, is this going to work? Yeah, oh man, and it did that first time. That yeah, did. it did, and you know, like we said again, at the risk of repeating ourselves, if you've not heard at least that one episode, please just listen to that. Do do yourself a favour and listen to that. Yeah. So, but I think um, the next of the October episode should be, I, I would say, near the end of a month because yeah, just we're not like at the end of a month, but um, I'm going to see Roxette or Pear, Gazelle's Roxette. Oh. And Hammersmith on October the 15th. And then the next night, I'm going to be at the London Film Festival for the gala premiere of Suspiria. Oh my God. Okay, so we've got to record after those then. That's, that's... So yeah, Roxette for the 80s and Suspiria. I Have you seen the trailer for the new of this new Suspiria film? Yes, I have, yeah. I, if, I, I just want the horror films to shit me up, and that looks <laughs> as if it could fit the bill. So. Um, and the director's last film, Call Me By Your Name, was fantastic. Yeah, it was brilliant, yeah. Great really film. Really looking forward to uh, to this and was lucky enough to get a ticket. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's two days in London, which isn't got anything to do with wrestling, so that'd be a nice change. Oh, nice. But, yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think we should try and go near the end of it. And it'll be nearer to Halloween as well, so it'll be a sort of a timely release. Yeah, like we said with these shows, you know, we're sort of committed. We we will give you as best as we can a monthly show, um, but it's going to vary when it comes out in the month. But you know, you're going to get a show a month, so yeah, closer to Halloween because I really want to hear about that, mate. <laughs> That's some yeah, good stories. Be a, be a good couple of days there. So yeah, yes. Oh, there we go. So nice. Yeah, very That's- good. That's our show then, isn't it? It is, yeah. And then I guess it's this is a bit weird. Us recording together and I do the housekeeping. Well, this is this is your house. Oh okay. So okay, go go to the website, sixty minuteswith.co.uk and there is a contact us form on there, should you wish to contact us. Uh, or you can email us direct, which is contact at sixty minuteswith.co.uk. We are on Twitter and Instagram at sixty minutes with Yes, I always say it, the numerical 60, not the alphabetical one. Uh, please give us feedback on these shows. Let us know um, if you watched Endgame, <laughs> if you tortured yourself and watched Endgame. I want to give us your thoughts about it. If you want to give us your thoughts about Predator 2, if before we record towards the end of October and want to uh, let us know about Summer of 84 or Angel yes. Heart, please send us your thoughts on those and we'll happily read them out questions anything to do with those or just questions in general about these shows your thoughts on the 80s you know did you live through the 80s anything 80s related uh, we'll happily chat about just email us tweet us or send us a message on instagram um mate it's been it's been almost a year since we recorded a a full fat show together 
um, which is incredible. And it is absolutely amazing that we're getting to do it again. And it is, it is, it is. I um, um, I started when I got back. I wasn't in the greatest of moods um, due to something that I will go, won't get into. But this has lifted <laughs> my spirits. Good. No, so yes, I'm no longer in a grouchy, annoyed mood. So well, that's good. The yeah. power of a podcasting and talking to you again. Yes, going Just off on our, about these films, and going off stuff. on our tangents and talking about. Even, even though I picked a really shit film, we can still have a laugh. <laughs> we can, we can. So, but no, very potentials that the next two films could be good. Hopefully, yeah. Fingers crossed. Definitely more than this time. <laughs> well, let's hope so. <laughs> All right. So, thank you to everybody that listens. Um, please, if you want to do the usual, you know, what is it? Rate review subscribe i think keep those subscriptions active yes keep those subscriptions active it was the old 80s pitch house thing which we should keep going <laughs> and we will be back at some point now you know towards the end of october um so yeah th- this is again like we finished the prologue show mate this is the awkward bit at the end with how do we finish the show to just you know we just say goodbyes that's it isn't it no i think you finished off the last one by telling everybody just to fuck off or something no you know <laughs> <Don't> like me <laughs> <laughs> no but thanks for listening and from me it's goodbye and i as always i will awkwardly hand it over to tom to finish the episode you thought that was awkward get a load of this <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs>